Shalom. This is Dave Nickel from Congregation Ruach Israel in Needham, Massachusetts. Let's talk about Parshat Kitetse. In Parshat Kitetse, we find a list of seemingly random commandments, including this one. If there happens to be a bird's nest in front of you along the road in any tree or on the ground with young ones or eggs and the hen sitting on the young or on the eggs, you are not to take the hen with the young. You must certainly let the hen go, but the young you may take for yourself so that it will go well with you and you may prolong your days. It's from Deuteronomy 22, verses 6 and 7. Now, I, for one, have never had this happen to me. I don't come across bird's nests very often. But even so, I can't help but ask, why? What is the purpose behind this commandment? What does this mean? In commenting on this verse, Ramban, or also known as Nachmanides, a commentator from the 13th century, he uses his comments on this verse to ask the question, what is the purpose of the commandments more generally? In this case, Ramban declares that the commandment is not intended for God's benefit, finding it presumptuous to claim that God needs anything, nor is it for the benefit of the mother bird. After all, the Torah certainly allows slaughtering animals for food. Rather, the purpose of this commandment is to prevent us from acting cruelly. This mitzvah teaches us that even this destructive but permitted act of taking young birds for our nourishment must be mitigated, if only a little, by compassion. So what is the purpose of the commandments? In Ramban's view, they are first and foremost a benefit to us. In the case of this mitzvah, the primary benefit is teaching us the importance of compassion. In the Talmud, Rav, Rav Hama explores the verse, this is from Bavli Sota 14, you shall follow after the Lord your God, asking the question, is it really possible to follow after the divine presence? Put differently, how do we as mere humans imitate God, who is so profoundly other? Rav Hama uh, answers his own question, saying that rather the meaning is that one should follow the attributes of the Holy One, blessed be he. So he provides several examples. There's a quote. Just as he clothes the naked, as it is written, and the Lord God made for Adam and his wife garments of skin and clothed them, so too should you clothe the naked. Just as the Holy One, blessed be he, visits the sick as it is written with regard to God's appearing to Abraham following his circumcision, and the Lord appeared unto him by the terebrance of Mamre. So, too, should you visit the sick. Just as the Holy One, blessed be he, consoles mourners, as it is written, and it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his Isaac his son, so, too, should you console mourners. Just as the Holy One, blessed be he, buried the dead, as it is written, and he was buried in the valley of the land of Moab, so too should you bury the dead. End quote. So these actions attributed to God in the, in the Talmud strongly echo those listed by Yeshua as characteristic of those who would enter his kingdom. And this is a quote from Matthew 25. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. End quote from Matthew 25. These examples 
Clothing the naked, visiting the sick, comforting mourners, visiting prisoners can be summed up in the concept of gemilut chasadim, or works of chesed. Now chesed can be translated as simply love, but it's often translated as loving kindness. Alan Marinus, in his excellent book, Everyday Holiness, defines it as generous, sustaining benevolence. From the 13 attributes that we recite, especially during the holidays, uh, we learn that chesed is a fundamental attribute of God. But a chesed is not just any old attribute of God. Some streams of our tradition see it as an essential part of the fabric of creation. Some read, Olam chesed yibane, from Psalm 89.3, uh, rendered by the TLV, as let your loving kindness be built up forever. As a more literal translation, the world was built with chesed. Perkei states that the world stands on three things, Torah, worship, and acts of chesed, gemilut chasedim. Rabbi Chaim Friedlander, a 20th century Musar teacher, taught that Noah's Ark was not simply a place to wait out the flood, but was a training ground for chesed. Noah and his sons and daughters had to work all day with minimal rest to care for the animals. What's more, they had to approach each animal according to its need needs and requirements as an individual, as it were. In this way, the Ark was a school of chesed, a perfect antidote to the violence that characterized humanity before the flood. According to this reading of the story, the Ark was not mainly to save Noah's family from the water as much as it was to get humanity back on track morally. So back to the Ramban. Ramban concludes that the commandments are for our benefit. In a sense, they are one aspect of God's chesed toward us. The sages of the Talmud contend that this is a model for us. We imitate God by showing chesed to those around us and even to the natural world. There's a meaningful relationship between the purpose of the commandments and the purpose of our lives. I know we look for meaning in our lives. That's a natural thing for humans to do. What if we conceived of creation itself as a flow of chesed from God into the created order, where our job is to keep it flowing by giving to others from what we have been given. Neglecting to do chesed creates a blockage in this flow from God that sustains the world. Does this mean that our purpose in this life is primarily doing good for others? Should we understand ourselves first and foremost as chesed distributors? Well, I think so. Micah 6.8 says, He has told you, humanity, what is good and what Adonai is seeking from you, only to practice justice, to love mercy, that is chesed, ahavat chesed, and to walk humbly with your God. Now, living in a continual posture of chesed is not natural to us. It is radically against the grain to give when we are inclined to self-preservation, to let go of our own priorities, even the noble, important ones, and truly see another person and their needs, to live a life of freely giving. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Love your neighbor as yourself. Habituating ourselves toward chesed is where the rubber meets the road on these commandments. Now that's not to say that we should become versions of Doug Forsett, the character in one of my favorite TV shows, The Good Place, who feels obligated to be generous ad absurdum, letting people walk all over him out of a commitment to his twisted extreme form of ethics. In the language of the Kabbalists, even though the world may be founded on chesed, it is bounded 
is balanced by gevoah, strength or boundaries. That said, it would be a mistake to contextualize away this commandment to do chesed, to live as a chesed distributor. The teaching of these sages, along with our Master Yeshua himself, challenges us to make chesed the organizing principle of our lives, even to an extent that would be seen as truly radical in contemporary society. Recall that Yeshua extends chesed even to life itself. In John 15, he says, This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. In the end, Ramban finds that the commandments are for our benefit, even, or maybe especially, those that require some self-sacrifice. To truly live our lives this way requires a tremendous amount of faith that God's chesed will continue to flow to us. Perhaps when we find it difficult, it will help us to remember the words from our Parsha that taking a posture of chesed in routine acts, you know, like your daily taking your baby birds from a nest, will bring about the rest of the verse, that it may go well with you and you may prolong your days. Thanks for listening. This is Dave Nickel from Ruach Israel. For more commentaries like this one, visit umjc.org slash commentaries. Shabbat shalom.